Generation Y, this is for you. Melanated family from the high yellow to the dark chocolate, this is for you. And if you don't fall in those categories, this is still for you. The Melanated Millennials Podcast. Yeah, what's up, what's up, what's going on, y'all? It's y'all host back at it again, the lovely Zay Parker. And KQ. Back with another episode, man. We were gone for a minute again. Yeah. We apologize. We're gonna get we're gonna get the hang of this, man. I'm, I'm thinking Tuesdays. Tuesday sounds good. Tuesdays are good. We'll, we record Mondays and then you know we'll drop the podcast on Tuesdays. I like that. I like that. Right, 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 right. We're still figuring this thing out. We're getting it together. Right, right. But uh just bear with us. You know we got the fire for you. Everything's gonna be fuego. And uh, if you've been following the podcast from the jump, you know what we're about to jump into next. Our deep open question of today. I like this one for today. It's really deep. Like, it's not even fake. You know, sometimes we'll be having like fake deep questions. This one's like deep. All right, would you rather have a horrible job but be able to retire comfortably in 10 years or have your dream job but have to work for the rest of your life? Uh, no brainer, easy. I'd rather have my dream job and just work the rest of my life. Because if, if you have your dream job, it's not really going to feel like work anyway. So that's true. That's how I'm looking at it. Plus, if you retire in 10 years, low key retirement might be a little bit more. Maybe not. But what if, because I'm thinking like if I had a horrible job, I could stick it out 10 years and you would be able to t- retire in 10 years, then you can do whatever you want. 10 years, I'll be what, 38? That's still young. And like you can go and do whatever you want. You can go ahead and do your dream job there if you really wanted to. Do whatever from there. But horrible job means that's ten years of stuff. Like you hate. Like imagine. Remember how you felt when you worked at Walmart? Yeah. Like you had to work I at Walmart. Hated it. <laughs> <laughs> you talk about so you so you know you can work at Walmart for ten years. But if you do, you had the at the end you can. Retire. Right. If I can see the finish line though, like it's like okay. I got this, like I would legit have a countdown. Nah, man. I, I think I'd be okay with working the rest of my life because I feel like retirement would get boring mm-hmm. eventually. But think of me people retire and they start doing like other stuff. Like I would legit, if I'm able to retire in ten years, I probably got some money. Like if I got some money, I'd be fine doing whatever. You could start your dream job then. But then it's like you might as well just do that from the jump. True. The get go. Maybe. It's not a waste of time. I guess there really, there's really pros and cons to both of those. So yeah. you really can't. Yeah. Nah, I, I think. You uh, still want your dream yeah, job? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm still sticking. Yeah, I'm still sticking with the dream job, man. I just That's definitely what's going to be. Money. What's up, man? Money's not everything, man. You can't take that right. when you go. That's what J Cole said. Right there. Like it. Like Got to get together. Got to get together. We will. We will. So uh, we're gonna jump straight into it, man. There's been a lot going on. In our crazy world in the United States. Oh, man. Let's get straight into it. Something near and dear to my heart. Football. Yeah. More importantly, uh, this Nike boycott that's going on. Uh, and if you've been living underneath a rock, KQ's going to explain to you a little bit what's going on. All right. So um, everybody knows Kaepernick has been out of work. And it seemed as if all the NFL owners have been in collusion. It's not giving him a job. So um, now that it's been released that um, his his court um, trial, what he has going on, is actually going to go through with the NFL and his grievance that he filed with has actually been accepted. 
um, Nike has now put out um, the new campaign that includes Kaepernick as like the head guy for their campaign. So this has caused so many people, mainly Trump supporters, to be real upset and starting to boycott Nike. I mean, people out here burning their Nike shoes, Nike clothes, all this stuff. Meanwhile, there are people that support Kaepernick that's over here buying out Nike stuff. So actually, this might be the best time to buy some Nike stock here. Right, man. Uh, Nike stock went up 31% since uh, they announced the new campaign. But the campaign's not only, uh, Kyle Kaepernick's the main focal point, he's the main face over there, but you got Serena Williams, you got OBJ, yeah. uh, I feel like I'm forgetting one more person that's in the campaign, but of course, you know, the main thing everybody's going to look at is Colin Kaepernick. Because he's the only one that's still out of work out of all those people, you know, and he what he was standing for, and I think that was the issue, it's like, we knew what he was standing for, and the fact that he was standing for what he was standing for, it made people want to boycott it, because they have him as the face. Right. And let me, uh, I'm just going to jump into it. So, white people. Let's be real, guys. Some people are like, oh, man, white, it might not only be white people that are working. No, I'm pretty sure it's people of the caucus <laughs> uh, background. Well, those are white people, remember. Right. Those are different white people. Uh, white people. Yeah. <laughs> white people. W-H-Y-P-I-P-O. <laughs> white people. Let's be real, y'all. I don't know what y'all think y'all doing by burning the Nikes that you've had for 20 years. Right. They ain't hurt Nike, bro. Right. They already got the release of sale. Right. And like the, the Nikes that you burning ain't Nikes that really worth a lot of money. <laughs> you burn them Payless shoe carnival right. Nikes that are like two for 30. Stop right. Playing. Stop. Stop. They got their money already. You just wasting your wardrobe at this point. Right. It's just like, and you really think that's going to do anything? Like, Again, 31%. Nike's gone up. So that just shows one, that just shows the uh, almighty power of the black dollar. It's true. Like when, we, when we really want to come together, especially when it comes to money, we'll do it. Yeah, it's true. Nike ain't hurt from y'all, man. Not at all. And then this is my main thing to those people that are boycotting Nike. So we were boycotting the NFL last year, right? Because Kyle Kaepernick wasn't playing. Um, a lot of players were getting blackballed for, you know, their beliefs. Eric Reed was one of those as well, too. Um, this year, they're trying to find players for kneeling. Um, now they just decided to take the national anthem just away from the game. They're not going to televise it at all mm-hmm. to, you know, save face. But the thing is, though, if you that's really how you feel, keep that same energy with y'all burning your Nikes and cutting the swoosh off your socks and don't watch any football this year. Do not support the NFL. That's really how y'all feel because guess what? You burn the Nikes off of your uh, your shoes and cut them off your socks and your shorts and you say you're not going to support Nike but if you're watching the NFL, guess who's uh, sponsoring the NFL? Right. Isn't all the gear like Nike? Yeah, all of it. Jerseys, yeah. socks, cleats. You big dummies. Visors. <laughs> Headbands, wristbands. All of that. All that. All that's it. All that is literally Nike. I don't know how much longer Nike has in their contract with the NFL, but they signed it probably like a couple years ago. But uh, we'll say they probably got like a good another three, four years in that contract. I want to say it's like a decade that he have it. For the Reebok wow. was it a while last time. Yeah. <sighs> it's exhausting. 
This lady blocked me on Twitter because she was saying how she'll never support Nike again. And I just politely commented, that sounds kind of racist that you want to do that. <laughs> and I got blocked immediately. But that's okay, though. You want to know why? I know I wasn't the only person to tell her that. She probably went on the block and free that day. If y'all don't think y'all Nike boycott, protest is going to do anything, sadly mistaken. If anything, it's making us buy Nike more. Everybody My question is, was. with a lot of protesting and boycotting of things, what is it? What is your end game? You know what I mean? You <clears> just burned the product you've already paid for. Just like when people would do things with LeBron James with his jerseys, especially when he left Cleveland. Right. People were like buying jerseys that they already paid the money for. Now you burn it. It's stupid. Right. If anything, you, you should have held on to that receipt. Right. <laughs> Take it back to the store. You yeah. really want to hurt their pockets. Right. Yeah. Return that. Right. But the thing is, man, at the end of the day, it's just like you guys are trying to use uh, Charlemagne, the guy said it perfectly on the Breakfast Club, that you're trying to mask your racism. As patriotism. patriotism. Yeah. yeah, it's just like, you can't sit here and tell me that you're a patriot and you don't care about skin color and you care about everybody, but you over here boycotting Nike. Because that goes back to the whole point of why Colin Kaepernick took a knee in the first place. Why is he being blackballed? He doesn't hate America, guys. Like he, I don't know how many times he has to say it, any, any person of color, any person with any type of sense, how many times he got to say he does not hate America. He literally talked to a military vet who also played in the NFL and asked, what's the most respectful way to peacefully express his disdain for police brutality said, in the United States? And he said, take a knee. He ain't, he ain't take a knee on the flag. You ain't never seen him burning no flag. You ain't never seen him, you know, just blatantly disrespecting the flag. Or ever saying anything negative about the military. That's when? True. Show me the tape. If somebody can show me a tweet or like a video clip or a soundbite of Colin Kaepernick saying something negative about um, the military, all right, then you got some basis. But it's been literally two years. Nothing's ever came up. This man's just been donating money, helping the community out, helping kids Know your rights camp. Teach your kids how to deal with police in a positive way. Not telling these kids to disrespect cops and not respect cops, but just when they get themselves in a situation that involves law enforcement, how to carry themselves so, one, they're safe, and then the police officers know that they're safe as well, too, so things don't escalate. Mm -hmm. Come on, man. This dude, come on, bro. You know the crazy thing is? Like, we're living through history right now. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like Colin Kaepernick will probably be in the history books, like our kids will probably read about him a little bit. I mean, it might not be a big section, or nothing like yeah. that, but no, it's just civil rights. That's enough. Yeah. This, is, this is a civil rights movement started by Colin Kaepernick. That's true. That is true. That first day when the, the boycott started, I wore my Nike proudly, man. Nike down. <laughs> you ain't stopping me from wearing my Nike. That's all I'm saying. I'm waiting for somebody to say something to me about, oh, you wearing a lot of Nike? You're damn right, I'm wearing a lot of Nike. <laughs> Fight me if you want to. Right. Just square up. Meet me outside. I'm wearing Nike, man. I can move, bro. Right. Just dry fit, baby. That dry fit. Yeah. Dry fit, man. Bro, stop playing. Yeah, it's been like people be beefing off everything, though. Like, that's just something else people to beef off of. Right. Well, that's a good little segue, actually. That was nice. Yeah. That was, man, we get, yo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yo, we're getting, we getting good at uh, these segues, man. Um, so let's go ahead and get into this. Uh, 
Eminem and MGK, man. Machine Gun Kelly versus Eminem. I'm for it, man. I always like I always like Machine Gun Kelly. I always thought he was talented and dope. He just kind of like just he just fell off a little bit. I don't want to say he fell off, but he just kind of. Do you think it's because like um, a lot of times their like record labels or whatever don't like boost them like they should? I think that's where it comes like the promotion. It's like something drops off promotion. Like nothing wrong with the talent of the person and like that, but they just haven't been like promoted. Enough for people to want to listen to their stuff, but maybe they're not getting the radio airplay for some reason. I mean, I know he was signed to Bad Boy. I don't know if he's still signed to Bad Boy or not, but I mean, uh, the the top artist that I can think about that Diddy has signed right now has got to be French, French Montana, Montana and Machine Gun Kelly. Next, that's the only two well, that I know that are out there that are that are I would say mainstream popular. But French Montana definitely he's got that number one spot. Yeah, his son's starting to do something Christian. That's on Chris Brown. That's on he. Man, whatever, man. Because Chris Brown probably wrote his verse for him. Man, stop playing. He, he paid for it. Yeah, but Chris... hey, he delivered it. <laughs> I, I mean, guess. is it really about the work? I mean, is it really about them? Um, who writes it anymore? <laughs> You're right. People don't care about that stuff. Okay. No. He sounds just like his dad, though. So it's like yeah, might, that might be um, P Diddy. You took, you took your dad. Might be man. <laughs> it might. It be, might man. be him on the low. Like. You took your dad's flow, bro. Like come on. Entirely like reincarnated, right? It's the 90s all over again, right? Bad boy can't stop, won't stop, get down <laughs> with it. Girls, the girls that love us. I don't know, if, I don't I know. I might say that's young gun. I don't know. Oh, that was bad boys, right? I don't think that was oh, bad boys. Oh man, uh, excuse me, guys. That's like um, young gunners. Well, remember, they had like a remix with Chingy. I remember that's why I used to like that song. Can't that's Rockefeller records because it's. We get down, baby. We get down, baby. Girls and girls, they love us. Then they had Chingy. Oh, they right there. Wait, Chingy was heat a little bit. Oh, next time. Well, that'll be another. That should be another <laughs> podcast. We got next podcast talking about unsung uh, heroes. Yeah, man. Ninety-nine to like two thousand four rappers. That we just walked there. Jaquan's and that. Yeah, Hood hop. Where are they now? Where are they now? Where? Where? Where are? Where's Jaquan, man? Where's Hood hop? Right. Hood hop was heat. Where is he, man? But, like, back to uh, Eminem, though. Like, I think, well, how do you feel about Eminem in general? Like, do you think he's a lyricist? Do you think we've given him so many props? Because uh, I remember Joe Budden was saying, him and Joe Budden were on the same page. But Joe Budden was saying in his podcast, like, Eminem can just put really nice words together, but his content doesn't match anything. Like, he can, he's good at being relevant at the time, but nothing really relates or sticks. I want to say that. I mean... Eminem definitely is lyrical. He, yeah. he can tell a story, most definitely. And he's been, I mean, he's been doing that since like 99, 2000, man. So we can't sit here and say that. Uh, <clears throat> however, like, uh, recovery was not, yeah, like, wasn't good. Yeah. I mean, me personally, I've never really been like a huge Eminem fan, like, like when he first came out, I thought he was dope. But mm-hmm. like after that, that was just kind of like, all right. It cool. wasn't just his novelty. <clears throat> he got this white rapper really coming out his spit. You think that was part of it? I think for uh, white people, yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of white people. I got a friend. Uh, shout out to Bryce. Mm-hmm. Um, he definitely was a huge Eminem fan. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about it, like what was that, like middle school when he came out, like like in elementary school, middle yeah, school. Yeah, in the elementary school. Like. Think about how many um, white kids you went to school with that dyed their hair blonde and cut they their hair did. like Eminem, looking like Stan's 
straight standing, like because they could straight standing, right? Because like representation matters and what whatever, man. Um, and you know, Eminem just so happened to be like, hey, I'm a cool white guy who's gonna spit bars, and white people latched on to that. He became their hero in hip hop. And the thing is, too, it's not like he was just a gimmick. He really was spitting. And he really had bars, and he could really freestyle, and he could rap. Let's not forget about 8 Mile. 8 Mile was classic. 8 Mile was eight Mile was a hood classic. Like, legit hood classic. It's coming on BT all the time. Right. It's gotta be. Now, it, yeah, that, that guarantees it to be a hood classic. Right. But I think that, um, I hate that it had to come to MGK and Eminem going to the beat. But I think Eminem as a part, and I think that's what rappers are doing right now is starting up beats to kind of sell their records as well. And I think because they're doing that, I mean, MGK is just part of part of that. I mean, we ain't really been hearing from MGK like that. And then Eminem comes and like starts with him, you know what I mean? Starts with this. But I'm for it, man. Look, yeah. like I said, I always like Machine Gun Kelly, man. Wild Boy, when that song came out, it was Anthem, mm-hmm. bro. It was heat. But Machine Gun Kelly be spitting, bro. Rap Devil? Fire. Every, he did not waste a bar in rap devil. Every single bar, every verse was a shot at Eminem the whole three, four minutes, however we long need it was. That. We need it. It was fire, man. We need it. It was we good, man. It. Look, I think beef beef is good for hip hop. It is. I mean, we've been having beef all summer. This has been a good year for hip hop. Really. It really has. Like we um, had good albums and like good entertaining beef. Like still good beef. So you got you got Eminem, MGK, this whole Cardi B and Nicki. This has been like a whole different kind of thing. I hate that um, people see the females that is just automatically being catty and all that stuff. Because it's beef just like the guys' beef. Man, I can, honestly, I can be honest with everybody. I'm, I'm like, I've been trying to keep up with it. Yeah. But it's just it's a little too much for me. But the thing is, though, I feel like... They never really had. I feel like the beef was kind of created. Like I feel like they probably never really disliked each other, but just their fan bases and the fact that they're both females, mm-hmm. they're rappers, and they're uh, both from New York. That that was enough to like the perfect storm for like, yo, y'all should be beefing. Mm-hmm. They did that one song together, Motorsport, kind of. They barely. Everyone said they barely did that together. Right. They barely did that together. That was it. And low-key, they were fire, man. Like, low-key, uh, Nicki Minaj and Cardi B mixtape will probably be fire. Yeah. Will it happen? No. Uh, I don't think it'll happen. I just, I don't think it'll happen. I also think that, um, although the beef was created, I think, and I don't understand why there can't be, we have so many male rappers where there's more than one male rapper that's on top at one time. You know what I mean? It's not necessarily on top, but it's just like, we're listening to them. Why can't it be two female rappers? Why it just has to be one at the top? You know what uh, I mean? Uh, I think it's got a lot to do with uh, demographic, man. Like, they share the same fan base, low-key. Mm-hmm. And, and geographical, too. Like, they're both from New York. Like, honestly, I believe if one of them was from, like, Philly or, like, Houston or something like that, like, it would probably be okay. But people just gonna automatically like, oh yo, Nikki's the queen of New York. Nah, Cardi the queen of New York. But if that's the case, then why didn't Jay and Biggie have this problem? You know what I mean? Both of them were from New York. Yeah, but I mean, 
we kind of see what happened there. Yeah, but that wasn't a result of them. How do we know? We, I mean, we we know that they were cool. They've had plenty of things where they were Amen. friends. I don't think that. I hate that it's always the females, but then females do have that cattiness. I mean, if you look at all the stuff Nikki has done, like been weird acting, especially you know in lieu of her album coming out and all that stuff, it's just like a lot of publicity and weird stuff going on. I think it's Nikki, honestly. I, I think, think so Nikki's coming. I mean, look at it. when Remy Ma got out of jail. Look at that. Yeah. Talk shit about Remy. And yeah. They be for like for what? Remy Ma been in jail for like damn ten years. Her pepper. <laughs> I leave her alone, man. She just, right. You know. Trying to relive her life over here. Trying right. to rehab. Right. She's trying to do a couple songs. Fat Joe. You know what I mean? Get the Dallas. Get the shit popping again, and here you go. Yeah, it's so. it's definitely her. I mean, how many people know a, a girl like Nikki growing up, especially females? You know a girl like Nikki. Always sneak dissing, but they never got their hand in nothing. They send in their goons to do something, but they, they're they the ones that's causing all the problems, but they always look, their hands are clean. If I had to, so let me ask you this then. So does that mean you signed with Cardi in the beef? I would because of, and it's not necessarily that Cardi's an underdog, though. She's just as, she's just as popular her what they have going for her as far as her management team, the stuff they have going for her as far as keeping her endorsements and all that stuff. She's doing everything the right way. She's staying authentic and being her true self when she's going through it. And I think that the only thing that's going against her is the fact that she is kind of younger and her ratchetness, although we love it, um, may or may not be the reason why some stuff falls out of her lap. Good thing is I like seeing that Tom Ford thing come out, like them endorsing her even after the fight and stuff happened. Right. I'm I'm Team Cardi. Yeah. Because like if we had to go, like I'm looking at it just from a musical standpoint, and I can honestly say there's Cardi songs that I rock with way more than. Oh yeah. Like you know the only Nicki Minaj song that I think that I like on oh, my bad, stepping on your foot. Uh, the only Nicki Minaj song that I know that like. It's on my phone. is a moment for life. Really? Yeah. What? That was like a first album, wasn't it? Uh, I think so. Pink Print? Yeah. Yeah. With uh, Drake's feature on there. That's yeah. like it. That's a, that's a hard-ass she song. Does, she does better features for people than she does her own singles. Cardi has her own singles. I think her singles are better than her features. But, I mean, she's doing, I think she's doing well for herself, not only in just the rap game, but overall, like, who coming out here? She got her whole fashion over line. She about to have makeup out. She got Louboutins coming out. Like she's really marketing and she's living in this current moment. I think Nikki's jealous of that. And instead of her step her game up, which a lot of females do this, they'll see somebody that's on the top. Instead of them being inspired and try to change and do what they need to do to make themselves get better, they're gonna take a stab at somebody else. Like, it's enough money for everybody out there to make it. She already has a fan base. She's going to make whatever it is, but it's like that jealousy that she has and she can't get rid of. Like, it's it's crazy. Let, let that hate go, Nikki. Right. Let Who hurt you? Right. Who hurt you? You know, I seen a meme on uh, Instagram. It was Drake and Nick. And it was like, uh, as soon as you let uh, Nikki out your life, your life gets better for you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to see them make up, though. Right. Segway. Right. These segways is on point, y'all. So, breaking news. just like a couple days ago. Drake had his uh, concert in Boston. And guess who he brought out? 
none other than Philly's champ, Mikius Milius. <laughs> That's his full name. Yeah, yes. been doing yeah, that full yeah, name. yeah. Mikius Milius. <laughs> Meek Million. He's actually he's actually Greek. <laughs> We're just now. Let's break the right. news. Drake brought that man out for uh, Dreams and Nightmares, which is Meek Mill's hardest, if not one of his best songs that he has out there. And they just squashed some beef, man. Now, now, now we can see a proper performance of Rico. No, but here's what I've been hearing about Rico. Rico was like Drake sneak dissing Meek on Rico. I wonder if that's true. Like where all this actually started with Rico. Rico is one of my favorite. That that is my favorite song from Drake and it's Meek Mill, you know. But I I've been hearing a lot that it's actually a sneak diss on Meek Mill. Yeah, uh, no, I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't think Meek. I mean, Meek Mill got a whole team and camp. Rick Ross, you know, MMG man, like they're not gonna. But I don't here's, to go with here's that. what here's what's being said. The speculation is that Drake didn't write that. Quentin Miller wrote it, so it was. Even though Drake performed it, Quentin Miller's the one that actually wrote the verse on uh, Rico for Drake. So if that's the case, it's like they technically didn't have beef, but it's more so Quentin really, Miller. It's <laughs> so really Quentin Miller doesn't like right Meek Mill, Mill. and yeah. Drake just was in the crossfire because he rapped it. See, look at this displaced beef we got going on, man. Look at this. You know what? If you really think about low key, rappers really shouldn't be mad at the rapper themselves. They should be mad at the ghostwriter. Right, like why you wrote that, dude? Who hurt you? Right, Who like, hurt you? yeah, like what I do to you, fam. Right, like, why, why are you trying to get at me? I was happy to see them get together, man. Like it just shows growth. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because when they had their beef, it was like a year, two years ago. Yeah, yeah, it was like a year, like, like a year and a half. Two years. Yeah, man, time fly, bro. But when they had their beef, man, it it. I mean, it wasn't like you know, people getting shot, but I mean, people was choosing sides and like people, people were choosing, choosing sides, man. People were choosing. All summer sixteen, yeah, two years ago. Yeah, yeah, summer sixteen, man. Yeah, looking for revenge. <laughs> Got Drake out here singing his raps because he angry. <laughs> right, man. He better sing something like that to you, man. He better get on Pusha T, like how he tried to get on me. Like right. he still won't. See, look, that's another beef, man. We even we even put it down as the topic for the podcast. How you know Kanye apologized to Drake mm-hmm. for what he did, and he didn't mean to do it, and he didn't mean for it all to get out. Is it an empty apology? Kanye apologizing to Drake? I think he's sincere about it, but Kanye is so, like, I don't even think his, what he tweets and stuff really matters to him. Like, I think he just does it. I mean, I can understand where Kanye's coming from because I'm a very emotional person. I wear my heart on my sleeves. And if I'm not mentally, like, aware of my emotions or if I don't have somebody who knows me well to be like, yo, Exactly. Like, check yourself. Like, mm-hmm. I'll let, I'll let stuff fly out my mouth. I think that's what he's doing. Yeah. Like, I mean, he again going back, he apologized to Drake, and he apologized for his comment on the, you know, slavery was choice. This man mm-hmm. broke down crying on the radio, mm-hmm. and I can understand where why he's crying because probably came from a place of frustration where he was like, "Yo, I really am trying to be helpful to the community and to the world, but." What I feel versus what I say end up coming out two different things mm-hmm. at the end of the day. I'm team Kanye still, man. I don't care what nobody say, man. I think he he's still a little bit lost. I I I will always and forever love college dropout Kanye. Like he's all. I think he's still there. Parts of him is still in there. Um, I do feel like he still needs some help. He still needs some guidance. But 
College dropout Kanye is somewhere in the shell of the Kanye we have now. I mean, he just needs therapy, honestly. Like, if he got some counseling, if Kim and whoever else in his camp is close to him, if they push him to have go see a therapist, he'd be great. I mean, he already addressed that he doesn't, like, his therapy is, like... Talking to other people. Talking to his friends and family and, like, his music. But it's like, no, man, sometimes... You need a real therapist, a licensed therapist. Right. Like, let them help you. Right. It's okay. There's stigma, black community, especially like something's wrong with you to go to a therapist. No, we need to talk to the therapist. There's so many things generational that we carry on that we need to talk about and we need to move forward from. We can't do that if you're not talking to people that are actually licensed and trained to deal with it. Right. But one day we'll get there, guys. One day we'll get there. That's one of the things I've talked about on my YouTube channel, man. You know, like, yo, it's cool to talk about your emotions. Hyper masculinity, man. It's toxic. It will kill you or it will ruin your life or it's going to hold you back till you realize, like, some of the stuff you're doing is pointless. Mm-hmm. Especially for black men, but just African Americans in general. And honestly, I, you know, we'll just say it can't even be just, I think African Americans especially, but this is a problem for everybody white, Asian, mm-hmm. Hispanic. One, we just think it's it just costs too much. Two, it's just like no, I don't want to tell nobody about my feelings, or you'll you you'll think you're a weaker person for doing it. Nah, man, you need help. If you have problems, if you're feeling the type of way, you need to help. You need to seek help. Yeah. Like if you hurt yourself, if you break something. Guess what? You can go to the doctor so they can fix it. Your brain and your emotions and your heart and your mind are exactly the same thing. People try to self-medicate all the time with drugs, you know, alcohol. Mm-hmm. I mean, unfortunately, we just lost Mac Miller from overdosing. And it's like, we could hear in his music that he was going through something, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, whether it had been the breakup with Ariana Grande or he's just been battling inner demons his entire, you know, mm-hmm. his, his entire life. I believe it's the latter. He's, you know, he's just mm-hmm. had problems. I don't know if he sought therapy or not, or he just tried to self-medicate. But, you know, you're really rolling the dice every time. I don't even know exactly what he overdosed on. Uh, I think they're still doing tests and stuff on him. Definitely some type of substance, but right, they're so, still doing tests. Right. This opioid epidemic is crazy. Man, R.P. Mac Miller, man. I didn't realize. Like, I like Mac Miller. I, I got Mac Miller songs on my phone. I, would never, I wouldn't say I'm like a... I would never say I like... I would specifically go out my way to go to a Mac Miller concert. Right. I take his phone. But like, if he was like at a festival, well, yeah, I'm gonna watch him. Yeah. Watch him perform, and I didn't realize how much it looked. He kind of bothered me a lot that Mac Miller died. Yeah, me too. Like, I it shocked me so bad. I hurt a little. Right. Like yeah. Like Loki, it almost felt like I could, like I should tweet that man or something. Hey man, stay up. Yeah. But. Anybody out here that's listening to it, or if you know somebody that's going through something and they're self-medicating, some people just, you know, people really disguise self-medication. People just think they're turning up or, you know, they just like drinking or they just like smoking weed. And really it's just like, just hide, you're burying your emotions, man. You don't want to deal with yourself and reality. So you just try to, you don't want to be sober ever. It's a slippery slope, man. That's true. Get help, man. Recipes back, Miller, man. And people blame Ariana Grande for him, you know, overdosing and, you know, doing that. Come on, man. Stop it. Right. Actually, you can't control that, man. Overdose. And then 
we don't know if it was an intentional thing that he overdosed, like he was trying to commit suicide. It might have just been, you know, usual day for him, and then just chemical imbalance that day. Like seriously, could be right. Exactly. But I guess we won't know till the reports come out. Hopefully, you know. Honestly, I feel like when stuff like that happens to celebrities and just people in general, like it's not our place to know. Mm-hmm. Like if it's for the family and friends to know. I don't even say friends, honestly, because friends probably sell that to the tabloids. Mm-hmm. Um, family probably would too. Just like I think a select few. But I know he's one person that would be true to me. I like seeing everybody like talk about him. We've always had good vibes. I think my favorite Mac Miller song was the very first time I heard it was Bow Chicka Wow Wow with Mike Posey. And the song is so like chill vibe that has nothing but good vibes on it. And I think that's what made me like him. I remember he had a show on MTV and I thought he was cool then. Like, yeah, he did have he a, had show. a show. Yeah, I was like, this guy is cool. And so I just always thought he was like like Ferris Bueller's day off kind of vibes. Mm, right, like, right, right. Like he couldn't do no wrong. I never saw him like real angry or anything. Just always cooling. And I, we need more people like that. Like just, just chill. Right, just here, man. No, not beefing really with nobody. Just out here living and having I, a good time. Out here living, but don't have too good of a time. Again, from the bottom of my heart, man. If y'all got problems, man, talk to somebody, bro. If you don't got no friends you can talk to, find some family. If you don't got no family to talk to, maybe, uh, you know, if you're religious, you go to church. Maybe you can talk to your pastor, somebody at the church. Then if you can't do that, man, there's hot, there's all these hotlines you can call. I think today is actually National Suicide Hotline Day. not saying that's what he was trying to do, but it's just showing that there's so many options and free options that you'll be able to utilize and use if you feel like you're going through something. At the end of the day, you know you. You know how you feel. You know when you feel off. You know when your heart's not uh, full. You know when your mind's off and your mind's racing. You know. Just get help, y'all. That's all I got to say on that. Yeah. R.I.P. Mac Miller. One more time. Respect. But, uh, I mean, I guess it's a pretty good time, man. We made, what, 30? We're about 30 minutes into it. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's yeah, a good we podcast. Back in the yeah, man, we uh we flexing our podcasting muscles right now. Right. So uh, we won't make it too long for you. But uh, we getting ready for this hurricane. Hurricane Florence about to hit us. We live in South Carolina. Uh, we're recording this on Monday, and the storm's supposed to hit us on Thursday. So yeah, you know preparations are underway. Hopefully, yeah. everybody come out okay. Nobody, we don't lose no life. Uh, minimal to no damage done on property would be nice. I don't need my car to get washed away unless they going to pay for it. Right. That's what you Now, if state insurance go pay for it, hey, as long as I get that check in a timely fashion, cannot That's be. Yeah. Right. Timely fashion is weird. You'll probably get the check, but don't expect to be anytime soon, you know? Right. Right. But uh, thank you guys for listening, man. This is the the Millennials Podcast. Again, you can find me on Instagram at Zay Parker, X-A-Y-P-A-R-K-E-R. We got skits going up. We just got little vlogs, mini vlogs going up. Just dope-ass pictures. Just just like my stuff, man. I appreciate it. Check out the YouTube channel as well. We're going to start recording the podcast and posting it on there. Yeah. 
you want to uh, check me out. I do a lot of travel. It's some good photography pictures too. Wanderlust Remedy. You know, anytime you want to travel, they call it Wanderlust when you just have this longing to want to do something to remedy. It's something that kind of cures you from that feeling of wanting to travel and stuff. So hopefully my page does that. It's W-A-N-D-E-R-L-U-S-T-R-E-M-E-D-Y. That's on IG right now. So if you like what we're talking about here, you got a comment, you want to tell us your favorite Matt Miller song or something you like about Matt Miller, even if you have any comments on the Cardi and Nikki beef, whatever we talked about today, let us know what you think. And we will talk to you back. We'll comment in the comments, like, subscribe, tell your friends about it. You want us, you know something we want us to talk about? Let us know that too, because we're ready. We've got so much to talk about. We could talk all day. We're just trying to, you know, just give you a little bit of peace of our minds, but... We right. really could talk all day long. Right. Hop, yeah, man. Hop in those DMs, man. Don't be afraid, man. And if you hop in the DMs and you follow us on um, any of our social media, please send us a message to say you heard you came from the podcast. That's going to mean a lot to us. We will shout you out. We will shout you out, man. And ask questions. If you have a question of the day that you want to ask us, we'll definitely intro into the sure. podcast like For that, sure. too, man. We appreciate y'all, man. Really do. Y'all are awesome. But uh, we're going to go. So, peace. Peace.